Welcome to Will and Way. I'm Mary J. If you have things you want to accomplish, if average isn't okay with you, if you want to build the future, but you're also not superhuman and want to enjoy your life today too, you're in the right place. Here we explore how to think better, feel better, and live better in brief but beefy episodes that offer motivation, the will, and practical how-tos, the way, so you always have a next step. If you would have told me a few years ago, say five years ago, that I would join a gym with group classes, I wouldn't have believed you. I refused to work out in public. Actually, at that point, I refused to work out at all. (laughs) If you would have told me a year ago that I would join a gym with group classes, I would not have believed you because I would work out at home, but go work out where someone can see me? No. Go work out in a gym class where I have no idea what I'm doing? No. But I, a few months ago, decided to just bite the bullet and do it because I knew it would help me to become more comfortable with being uncomfortable and learning in an area where I am not naturally gifted because naturally I have very little body-mind connection, I'm not very coordinated, so that I knew, I knew that I would be learning a lot and I definitely have. Today I'm going to talk about six life lessons I learned or relearned while sweating at 6 a.m. But don't worry, they are life lessons. They really have nothing to do with exercise. I just happened to learn or relearn them while I was in class. In one day, actually. The first one is, we can authentically look forward to everyday things. The question of the day was, what's one thing you're looking forward to today? And one of the people at the gym said, I don't know. I have so many things to look forward to. I'm not sure what to say. And she was completely genuine about it without being, you know, over the top bubbly or anything. It was complete authenticity in her statement. And I thought, wow, I want to be like that. I have a planner that asks me three things that I'm looking forward to, and it doesn't even ask me three things that I'm looking forward to today. It's just three things that I'm looking forward to, and sometimes it's hard to come up with three things. And while I was thinking of my answer to that question, I thought of uh, recording this podcast after work, which I was looking forward to. So hey, I came up with something, but did I come up with several things? Was it hard for me to choose what to look forward to? No. Now, you might be wondering, because I would be wondering this, what was she looking forward to? Was it an especially awesome day? Mm, Not by usual standards. She was looking forward to going to her chiropractor appointment, painting her nails, work. She was training to be a customer service supervisor, which having worked in customer service, to look forward to training in customer service is special miraculous. A nap after her chiropractic appointment. So they were just everyday things, but she was finding joy in them all. This quote from Wayne Dyer has become so common that it's almost trite, but it's still true, so I'm going to include it. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. 
So we could change those everyday things that we look at into things that we are looking forward to. It reminds me of the Bader-Mainhoff phenomenon, which autocorrect called the Badger-Mainhoff phenomenon, or frequency illusion. And it's where you start seeing something everywhere. And the example that is given a lot is you buy a car, a certain color of car or a model of car, and then you start seeing it everywhere you go. So I'm going to try to start looking forward to things and finding more things to look forward to. And uh, hopefully they will soon start popping up everywhere like they did for this lovely girl in my class. The second thing was paying attention to our mental and conversational reflexes is the first step to changing them. We can't change them if we don't notice that they're there. So what brought this up is Ted, one of the guys in the class, said, well, what's your podcast about? And I said, oh, it's about habits, productivity, personal development, that kind of thing. And he said something. I couldn't hear the first part because the music was too loud. But the second part that I did hear was habits of highly successful people. And my mental and conversational reflex was, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not quite where I want to be with habits. I've made a lot of progress, but I'm not quite where I want to be. But I'm going to share what I've learned and I'm going to invite experts too. So my first, my reflex was to acknowledge the good part, sort of, but then immediately hop off to something else and kind of undervalue the positive aspect. So now that I have freshly noticed that, I'm going to work on it. Third was, we can choose not to be embarrassed. There's that saying or sentence, I guess, so-and-so made me so embarrassed, or it was so embarrassing. But we're the ones who choose whether to be embarrassed or not. This came up because I kind of lost my balance on a box. I was doing an exercise where you step onto a box and then over it to the other side. I was holding dumbbells. The box was kind of on a little bit of a lip in the flooring. So I lost my balance and I was all over the place like an octopus or something trying not to bash my head against the box next to me. And almost as I was doing that, I thought, I hope nobody sees this because people are used to seeing me make mistakes in the gym for sure but I don't know if I'd ever quite looked this crazy so I thought I hope no one sees me and then I thought wait if they do see me they're not going to care they're just going to be like are you okay you know that would be their only concern is are you fine and then I thought oh this could be really embarrassing and then I thought wait I don't have to be embarrassed I'll choose not to be embarrassed and that's something that I do a lot at the gym. I think from the start, I decided that I wouldn't be embarrassed because I knew that I have it would have a lot that I could potentially be embarrassed about. So just kind of a fresh reminder, keep it up, choose not to be embarrassed. The fourth one was we undervalue practice and overvalue progress. If you read or listen to anything about personal development often, then you know that we should celebrate progress, any progress, even if it's tiny progress, we must celebrate it. And we make a big deal of it and we talk about it a lot. But we don't talk as much about celebrating practice. 
because practice is kind of, you know, something you know you have to do and you just do it. But we don't celebrate it like we should because only through the practice do you ever get any progress. And this came up because we were working on a couple of kind of complicated exercises, at least for me, they're complicated. And one of them I had done before and, you know, I, I was practicing, but I don't know that I actually made any progress in that class. And then one of them I had never done before and um, practicing over and over and over throughout the class, my coach, poor saintly coach trying to help me, still didn't really make much progress on it. It was a Turkish getup, if anyone is interested. But I thought, this did not go well. I did not make hardly any progress, but I practiced and that matters. That counts. I could have stayed home. I could have maybe decided I was just going to do a different exercise. Who knows? But I could have chosen not to practice and I did practice. So I congratulated myself for practicing. I still want to make progress, but I will also applaud the practice because that's how you get the, the progress. The fifth thing is that we are like the five people we spend the most time around. As I was getting ready to leave after a really bad workout, probably the worst workout I've had at the gym, I had just as good of a mood as if it had been a good workout or even a mediocre workout. I was, I was good. It was good. And part of it, I realized, is everyone else in the class, they had worked hard. They'd given it their all. They'd gotten their mornings off to a good start. And they were going off to have a good work day. And everyone was positive and had put in the work, put in the practice. And so it made sense that I would kind of reflect the way that they feel. So a lot of us know that we are like the five people we spend the most time around, but don't really think about it often. So it was a fresh reminder about that. Another one was, and this is the sixth one, when you keep doing the reps, eventually it can be fun. Now, I'm not talking about exercise reps here. One instance of you're doing an exercise, a physical one. I'm talking about mental and emotional exercise. So when you first start trying to be more positive and more resilient, it can be really rough and really discouraging because you keep having to try over and over and over again and you feel like you're not making any progress. And I've been working on that for, I don't know, probably a couple years now. And when I was at my lowest, most depressed, most anxious, something like this would have gotten me down probably, I mean, at least the whole day. Not continuously the whole day, but whenever I thought about it in the day. And it probably would have made me not want to go back to the gym the next day. What I haven't told you yet, and this is kind of the icing on the cake, is this day I was wearing a tank top that said athlete for the first time. And I had bought that tank top to try to own that part of my identity, athlete, because I have never been an athlete up to now. And I'm still not a great athlete, but I am an athlete. So I was trying to own my identity and, you know, level up and do well. And so this is the first time I'm wearing that tank that says athlete. And then it's the worst workout I had ever. Uh, even worse than the first day I walked into the gym. 
And so, yeah, it would have been really discouraging in the past. Like I've been going to the gym for months and I can't even do simple things and I'm not even getting any better. But because I've been practicing, practicing that mental and emotional stability, bouncing back, um, it didn't take me a day to recover. Um, after a few months of practice, it would have maybe taken me an hour or two to recover and not be discouraged by it. So I was getting better. And now at this point, it took me just a few seconds of, should I even keep doing this? I'm not even making any progress. Maybe I should switch to a different kind of exercise. It was just a few seconds and then I bounced right back. Nope, I practiced. I will eventually get better. I'm going to keep trying. And so recognizing that that happened was actually really fun because other times when I've decided to be positive or get a lot done or whatever, and then I have a bad day, it's really put me down. But this time when it was really trying, the day was really trying to get me down as I wore that athlete tank, I just let it bounce off me. And it actually made me kind of feel more cheerful (laughs) because I knew that I crushed that discouragement down. So um, keep doing the reps. If you're at a point where it's just really tiring and depressing to try to get more mentally and emotionally resilient, keep doing it one rep at a time, day after day, and eventually you'll get to the point where it's fun. It won't always be fun. But you will have those moments where it's fun and where it's not quite as hard. Kind of makes me think of um, what you hear in fitness sometimes, which is it doesn't get any easier. You get stronger, which when I first heard it, it was kind of discouraging. Really? It doesn't get any easier? But now I recognize the strength part of it. And that's my goal is to get stronger. So when you keep doing the reps, eventually it can be fun. Question for you, which one of these six things might you need to work on? Looking forward to everyday things, paying attention to your mental or conversational reflexes, choosing not to be embarrassed, undervaluing practice and overvaluing progress, spending time with the right five people, and doing the reps while realizing that Sometimes doing the reps can be fun. And then my second question is, what can you do today to start working on that thing? And here are some ideas. Write down five things you're looking forward to that are happening today. Five things. If you really want to challenge yourself, write down 10 things that are happening today that you're looking forward to. The next would be to set a coffee date or a virtual chat or pencil time in your calendar for a phone call to talk to somebody who makes you feel like you're amazing. The third way you could do this is congratulate yourself for the practice you're putting into something, even if you're not where you want to be yet. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. Until next time, let's live well.